It's Tefo Waffle Time! Welcome to Tefo Waffle, where occasionally we remember to record properly. We do, sometimes. Um, today it's Troy's turn again. I thought it was your turn. Your, what was your question? My question? Yeah. Uh, my question is, how's your new job at your new school? I think okay, for context for, for the listeners, Troy um, spends a lot of time doing short contracts at multiple locations. Because I have short attention span and I like being located. Right, so um, uh, he's been invited by a very prestigious royal school sure. to go and teach high school yeah. students English. All right, and this is the end of, his, the, end of the first week. Uh, yeah, if you can call it that. Okay, so okay. let's hear about it. Okay, so um, first of all, uh, the school, well, all schools are still kind of reeling with the whole dearth of foreign people available to actually go into schools uh, due to some... Uh, oh, for more context, we're recording this during the, um, the crisis called a pandemic... Yeah, <laughs> which in which in Thailand for us where we are actually means the crisis called the country's closed for now. Yeah, so everything's fine in the Internally. country. We just nobody can come in and we can't leave. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you can leave, but then you can't, can't come, come back. back. Yeah. Right. So that means that there's no foreign teachers and schools have got a big problem. Yeah. Okay, so that's what the school's problem is. Yes, and I believe they said they had five foreign teachers. Previously. Under normal circumstances. And now they have two. Okay, so they've got three empty schedules. Are you teaching all three schedules no, single-handedly? No, they, I, I couldn't actually figure out what they've done with it. Um, it seems that they have just just don't have foreign teachers in, in most of the classes. That's the answer. Is just put in Thai teachers or, all right, or okay. what have you. Okay. All right, but um, what they do have is they've got three elective classes... Uh, so there's a grade four, a grade five, and a grade six elective, which is the extra English class, not the regular English class. And they didn't have a teacher for them. Well, actually, they've got a whole bunch they don't have, but they said, how often can you come? And I said, I'll give you two afternoons a week. Uh, you can give me as, as much as you like. And they said, okay, here are four periods back-to-back on a Tuesday and two periods back-to-back on a... Four periods back-to-back. Four on a Tuesday and two on a Friday. Okay. Um, so a, a double period followed by a double period, which in in school speak means 50 minutes times two because an hour is a period and a period is 50 minutes. But um, that means that you're only teaching three classes. Correct. Okay, so you're teaching three double classes. Once a week. Once a week to each group. Okay. It's not exactly... Um, Heavy schedule. Heavy schedule, and, no. And also, it's not exactly like I'm genuinely going to get to know these kids. Well... I'm only seeing them once a week. Yes, okay. All right, now, please note, one of the classes is on a Friday. Now, Friday uh, afternoon, no less. Friday afternoon, no less. Now, of course, that's a, a motivational issue. Um, one of the classes is the last two periods of Tuesday... 
which is also a bit of a motivational issue because... And these are electives, so there's no assessment, there's no test, there's no there, scores? There is assessment and tests and scores, okay. which I haven't quite worked out or figured out yet. Okay. It's all... Well, look, it's administration. Which and you're really, 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 really bad at. Well, it's not that. It's it's also the trying to figure out what the school wants in terms of all that brouhaha. Okay. Brouhaha. Yes. I don't think I've ever used that word. But in in no, a I context have. that makes any sense. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, let's talk about my Friday afternoon class. All right. So um, week one on Friday afternoon, uh, the kids had to go to Scout training class course <laughs> I see where thing. this is going okay alright uh, week two on Friday afternoon wait that's tomorrow and that's a, that's a holiday that's a holiday okay. alright week three Friday afternoon which is next week which is next week yes um, the the I am already booked to go and do exams for a big examination syndicate all the way across the other side of the city. So you've cancelled that day. So I can't go on that day. Um, so I asked one of the other teachers, I said, do you do you teach that group of students in another elective? Because I know they've got multiple electives. There's a listening and speaking elective, a writing elective, and an, a general English vocab grammar elective. And he went, oh, yeah, I, I do have them. I have them every second week. And I went, well, can you check if you have them on that week? And if you are free on a Friday afternoon, perhaps I could come in on another day so that I've, I know I'm already missing the first two because the class is cancelled. I don't really want to miss the, the third one as well. Which will be your first one. Yeah. And he went, sure, I can, I can figure that out. All right. Uh, so I said, OK, cool. I'll, I'll chat to you about it on Friday. Oh, that was last week. I didn't go there on Friday, so I didn't chat to him about it on Friday. Okay, so I went back this week for my Wednesday afternoon, and I talked to the head course coordinator person. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, there are four different people that I've spoken to at that school who are all, I think, my boss. I don't know which one's my direct boss yet. Okay. Um, and I, so I approached him and said, okay, I, I, I just want to talk to you about the, the class next Friday. And he went, oh, yeah, so on, uh, on that week, the students are going to have uh, exams. And the exams will be on... Um, now, we can probably fit the exams into one period. So on, on that day, you'll only have one period or, or maybe half a period to teach... This is on Friday afternoon. This is going to be the first time that I meet them. They've, they've got which an is, exam. Which is the day that I can't meet them because I'm doing exams somewhere oh, else. And I was trying to switch it with this other guy. And so I... Okay. Okay. All right. This is... If anyone has ever worked in a place like Thailand or Cambodia or etc., 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 Fridays are just the worst day to have classes, followed by Mondays are the second worst, because there's always a thing. Yes, there's there is always a thing. And Friday afternoons particularly are bad, because if there is going to be something extraneous like marching practice, yep. um, it's going to be on Friday afternoon before the students go home. Yeah. So, um, All right, so you haven't met that class, and you probably won't ever. 
All right, what at, about well, the other at, two? At this point. Yeah. At this point, I'm looking at the first class with them being the 25th of December, which is... Christmas. You, you and you know they're going to have a Christmas party on that day <laughs> and cancel the class. All right, come on. Tell me about the rest yeah. of it. I mean, come on. All right, so, but, but in the meantime, you schedule for this class. You're supposed to teach them. You are being paid to teach them. No, I'm not being paid. Oh, because they've been cancelled. Yes. Uh, and the deal that I have with the school is, no, do you, I don't want to work for you full-time. Because if I work for you full-time, then I have to be there five days a week. And I have to go in at seven. And I can't leave until four o'clock or whatever it is. And, and you've got too many other things to do. Yeah, I have a job. And also, like, I've got another job that I've already got to coordinate with that job. And the third job that is, like, seasonal, I don't want to have a job. Otherwise, I can't do my jobs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, fortunately, mm-hmm. I actually do have classes on a Wednesday. And Wednesday is one of the better days to have classes. Yeah. Um, there generally aren't too many extracurricular things. There are generally very few public holidays that fall on a Wednesday. Um, you know, it, it's a nice day to have classes. Friday's the worst, Monday's second worst. Wednesday's kind of right in that sweet spot in the middle. So I know I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretty regularly meet these guys. Now, my first lesson with them, so this was last week, not this week, I planned a big uh, icebreaker lesson with lots of embedded classroom language and, and communication strategies so that I can just set up an, a culture and an atmosphere of we speak English in class and I don't care about anything else as long as you speak English. They're teenagers, I'm not going to try and control them and make them sit up straight and tuck in their shirts and, and iron their eyebrows or whatever else they're supposed to be doing. I just want them to do stuff. If they're involved and they speak English, everything's fine. All right, let me tell you about my, my lesson plan. Here it is. Uh, I get them to quickly brainstorm some questions to ask me. I wrote and write them down. I rotate around the room and look at their writing so I can get an idea of how good their, their English is and how good their grammar is. It's good. Okay. Okay. I collect the How most, old are these students? Uh, so the first class is M6, so they're uh, 17, 17, 18. Okay. It's good. Um, I, I take a little note of the most common answers, uh, most common questions, and I write those answers on the whiteboard and use them to elicit the questions. And I make sure they're all pretty much present simple WH questions. Where are you from? Yeah, the, okay. the usual generic. And they nail every question. There's not even the most common error, which is mixing up where are you from and where do you come from? You know, where are you come from or where do you from? Yeah. You know, that's one of the most, that doesn't occur at all, not even once. Actually, okay, maybe, so these, these kids are pretty fluent. They're pretty good. Okay. All right, now. While I'm eliciting it, I'm paying very strict attention to their pronunciation. At this point, in particular, their sentence stress. Because I'm going to transition from this into sentence stress. That it's, where are you from? It's not, where are you from? Right. And it's, etc. What's your name? So I'm going to then see what their, uh, their language knowledge is. 
to see if I can... You know, sometimes it's easy to use a shortcut. If a student... If every student knows what a noun is, you can use the word noun in class. Right. But if no student knows what the word noun means, then having to stop and explain that every lesson for the next four weeks is a waste of time. Right. You just call it a thing right. or a name or yeah. whatever. They all know what they are. They all know what verbs and adjectives and nouns and... Ad- they all know that stuff. I say, what's the most important word in the sentence? They say, name. And I say, what type of word is it? A noun. Okay. okay. They know it all. But not only do they know it all, when I'm eliciting the sentences... They say, what's your name? Where are you from? How old are you? Uh, no, how old are you is the only mistake, only sentence stress mistake at all. They do that. How old are you? Instead of how old are you? Okay. Everything else is perfect. All right, so, fine. I'm, I'm a good teacher. I've prepared lots of extra stuff. But that, act, that exercise is out the window. There's no pronunciation exercise needed because they, they know it. I got it, okay. Okay. So, the next exercise is converting the questions into third person. Can they change? They know that you changes into he, she, and your changes into her, his, and etc. Yes, they nail it. So, okay, that exercise out the window. I skip the practice task because they do it perfectly. I elicit it's perfect. All right, that's fine. I'm really prepared. So move on to my next task. My next task... And this is a two-hour lesson, right? This is a two-hour lesson. Okay. And... So, so far, you haven't needed to teach anything. No. And I'm probably... T- well, I, I did a, a quick fun warmer that was just a five-minute fun thing just to get everyone lightened up and, and chilled out. So I'm probably 20 minutes in, uh, and I've skipped three tasks already. Right? Okay. But that's fine. It's first day. I'm a good teacher. I prepare well. All right, so my next one is... <laughs> this has the potential to be a disaster for somebody who's not well prepared. Man. Yeah. Okay. My next one is... Um, I've got a big... Uh, you've seen the, the task I make where it's a big table full of facts, but I distribute the facts amongst like 10 different people. Right. And, and you've got to go around and collect the answers from... And that normally takes... An hour, yeah, 45 uh, minutes. It's a big activity, yeah. Um, uh, so I got that that running, uh, but we I run through the language with them. They definitely can do it, but now I need to see: Are they going to stick to English in an activity when it's not the teacher is at the front eliciting? It's they are interacting with each other, and they do it in English properly. Mm. Okay. They follow the instructions. Um, all right. So I have a question for you at this yeah. point. Um, they've asked for a teacher for this class, but it sounds like they don't need any teaching. So far, no. Are we just scaling up from elementary to intermediate to pre-advanced? Yes. So far, I've scaled through elementary into pre-intermediate. Uh, and... Uh, I've gone through, like I went through with him, I made sure I went through basic communication strategies. How do you spell that? Uh, how do I pronounce this? What does this word mean? All right. Can you repeat that? I mean, okay. and, and they've nailed everything that I've done. Okay, fine. It's all right. I'm a good teacher. I'm prepared. So they're going through it and they're doing really well. And I'm not going to stretch this thing out. And they're doing it fast anyway. So basically, as soon as the first student 
gets to a point where they're almost done, I stop the task. And uh, I have a follow-up task to it, which is uh, converting this, the questions from uh, where does Frank come from to who comes from dot dot dot. Okay. So uh, that there's a bit of a grammar structure in there, because you know, who comes from, but whose favorite food is, and you know there there's some grammar in there. They nail it. Okay, great, done. That's fine. I'm well prepared. You're not panicking yet. I'm fine. Everything's everything's fine. I have an extension to this task, which is in the table. Um, it mentioned the city that each person was from. And these were just big regional cities from all around the world. Uh, and what I've done is made a picture of food that comes from the country where that city is and the name of that food. And some of them are sushi. Uh, this is in addition to the table. This is outside of the table. This right? is outside the table. This okay, is my you, you reserve. Brought in, you brought in the pictures of these foods. So you've yeah. got something from England, so that matches London. Yeah, I've got fish and chips, for example. All right, and you've All got right. a burger from America, from New York. Yes, but I also have in there... Uh, what did I put in? Uh, Galewele. What's that? Galewele is like... Uh, deep fried plantains from Nigeria uh, close enough um, and uh, what was the other one I made sure it was a, a, a constant vowel constant vowel thing oh empanadas empanadas from Brazil close enough you're pretty good at this <laughs> alright so what I have is I split the students into three groups on one side of the room lined up are people with pictures on the other side of the room lined up are people with just the word. There's no definition. It's just the word. And down the middle of the room are people who are supposed to move the two sides of the room so that they're standing opposite. And I deliberately... How, how big is your class? A 20... Oh, it's quite small. ...something. Okay. It's supposed to be 30, but there are a couple of students absent. I think it was okay. like 20... I think it was 21 or 22, 24. Um... So I, I deliberately, I want to do a really chaotic activity and see how the students Rearrange work. themselves. And, and, you know, in the first one, I was, you know, so clear with exactly what language needs to be scaffolded, uh, exactly what the rules were for how the, the interaction works, exactly what supporting languages needed. You know, I planned it perfectly, whereas this one is quite open. They have to do it, and they nail it. Not only do they nail it, but they match them up correctly. I mean, who knows what kelewele is? I had to look it up. I had to figure out, wait, what's the food from that country? Okay, but, but some of these children, because it's the school that it is, and it's such a high-end, these are elite kids, yep. so there might be children of um, ambassadors or... Uh, not so much ambassadors, but yes, uh, more world, worldly, let's right, say. Right, so... so they'll be the kind of child who will pop off with their parents to Paris for lunch on Saturday afternoon and... Uh, uh, not quite that elite, but yes, you're, you're <laughs> on that spectrum. Somewhere. Right, okay. Okay, so then I say to them, all right, uh, get together in a, in a pair, I pair them up, 
And I haven't told them that these foods have anything to do with the previous activity. I just say, get together in a pair. You're not allowed to use any phones or dictionaries or anything else. Talk to each other and see if you can figure out which person matches which food and which country they are from based on nothing. Based on just the fact that you know their name, you know the city that they live in. And, and okay, fine, I've made some of them easy. So Fish and Chips is London, that's easy. Well, Fish and Chips, the guy lives in Brighton. Oh. Okay, it's not as... It's not London. It's not London, but it's not ridiculously obscure. It's not Weymouth. Yes. Okay. Okay. And not only did they nail it, but they figure out that um, Accra is in Ghana and he likes Kaliwele. Oh, right. I, 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 I just... Even process of elimination, I had, like, three easy ones, three hard ones, and one that was kind of in the middle. Even process of elimination, I was doubtful that anyone would even figure out, maybe they could guess which person for which food, but who knows Ghana? I mean, right. well, honestly. Who knows where Accra is, yeah. Okay, so these, these are smart kids. These are smart kids. And um, that's rewarding to teach. It's very rewarding. Uh, also, it's the only time in my life ever where I've actually used all of my reserve activities. All of them. All right. I have one remaining question for you. Yeah. So there's this question about speaking, okay. doing speaking activities in class, and the differentiation between uh, teaching, teaching, speaking, and practicing speaking um yeah so in a class like this normally what we do is we do production activities in order to teach a specific target language but in actual fact what we're doing is we're helping students just practice recycle that language yeah and, and get used to communicating in english. right so it serves multiple purposes but we're actually not teaching english no at that point we're not uh, uh, uh sorry we're not te teaching speaking we, we we're teaching we're, yeah yeah we're allowing them to apply something that hopefully we've taught well enough and they're just practicing it yeah. there uh, and, and what i'm normally doing during that that phase is i'm monitoring the students i'm only stepping in if uh, either the activity goes off the rails or they get completely stuck or they have a, a genuine communication issue. They're making mistakes in English that means they're unable to communicate. And I'm, I'm monitoring how well they're able to do a thing. I'm getting feedback. I'm finding out that, oh, crap, I really should have covered this language point earlier. Okay, but in a class like it. this, with these strong students, none of that's happening. I'm finding out that, oh, okay, they can do it. Mm -hmm. so, so what's your job here? Okay. So, do you remember the question that you asked me before we started recording? No. Your question was... That was like all of 12 minutes ago. 25. 12 and a half times 2. Okay. Um, your question was, how's that high school? And I was about to answer when I said, no, keep it for the podcast. Because my answer was going to be, I don't know if I'm good enough to teach these students. <laughs> and I, I, that's... Well, that's fantastic. One of the world's best teachers, it might not be good enough to teach this particular group of students. But that that's means that they actually don't need, I'm using air quotes here, need to learn English. Well, what it, no, what it actually means is we're moving from English as a foreign language to English as just the, in the same way that I had English at school, but I wasn't learning to speak English. 
I was studying things like essay composition. Composition? <laughs> and <laughs> pronunciations. Right. Yeah. Um, so you're going to do some Shakespeare with them or something like that? Okay, so I've got one class they want to focus on academic writing. Um, mm. So I know that... So for my second session with them, I just went through to find out how much they actually know about essay structure and pre-writing and stuff like that. And they knew quite a bit, but they weren't really comfortable doing it, so obviously they haven't applied it a lot. Okay. Um, so that one course is going to be purely on academic writing. Um, now, obviously, because, look, I... It's the year that it is. It's a very truncated term, you know, and every third lesson is going to be... No, we have to do exams because there's only three minutes left in the year, in the academic year. So I'm not going to get to cover a lot, but um, my outline is to do three essay types, uh, uh, opinion, uh, comparison... Narrative? Uh, and, uh, yeah, process, uh, procedure type okay. essay. Not in that order. It'll be procedure thing. Okay, so this is actually not a speaking class in the in the way that you normally teach. Yeah, this is this, going to be this a, one will be a writing class. A very high end. Yeah, the other class they have a reasonably high end. Well, the book says it's B one, uh, B one level English. Um, it's quite a decent book called Think, oh. uh, which, uh, in most cases I would say is way too dense to actually work in terms of, uh, that page is going to take me four lessons. But with these guys, I've already, in my second lesson with them, I did, uh, I did it out of order. I did two activities from two later pages uh, and a double page spread that in involved reading. And I got through that in, in two hours, which actually would be... It would be, f no, yeah, f no, I, I, maybe I could fit it into four lessons. The, the, the takeaway here is the question of um, teaching advanced students and what do they actually need to know and yeah. how, how much value do you bring to the lessons and how much are they taking away? Because a student is already very good at English. Um, you know, what, how do I add to that? How do they, yeah, so idioms and phrasal verbs and all that kind of stuff is hard. Uh, process writing is hard, and that's probably something that, that yeah. high school students need. Um, argumentation and critical thinking might be something that they... Yeah, that's, that's the, the idea. Mm. Um, but when it comes to that, that book, I mean, next week I'm doing quite advanced modal, modal verbs, like, uh, you didn't need to have done that. <laughs> you didn't need to have done that. You didn't need to have done that. I, I, can I come to that lesson? Because I, uh, I don't think I've ever used that. You didn't need to have done that. Look, I really didn't need to do the, do the exam. I didn't really need to. Oh. Yes, okay, that's pretty advanced modal verbs. Yeah. It's a little bit uh, non-South African. Um, my outline, I haven't planned the lesson yet, but I'm outlining it as we're going to start with the basic modal verbs and I'm just going to keep adding more and more and more and more of them until I hopefully get to the point where it's something that's actually new. <laughs> but I'm a little concerned that I'm never going to get to that point. There, there is the problem, though, that some students just don't... They don't need anything new. They need... Reinforcement. Or, or uh, no, sorry, opportunity, I would say. Right, right. And m maybe opening up the class to allow them to decide what it is that they want to do is a good idea. Hopefully. Um, I have to say, 
Uh, it's been a, quite a while since I've said, am I good enough? I, obviously, early on in my career, that was every 37 seconds. Right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that, that those intervals got longer and longer and longer over the years. It's nice. It, it is nice. Great to have a challenge like, class. It was a genuine, like, oh, wow, am I good enough? And uh, that was quite a pleasurable thought, said the guy with the masonry drill in the background. I think it's a motorbike. Oh, okay, that's a motorbike. Or a chainsaw. Right. So Fre- Freddy Krueger is about to... Is it Freddy? Sure. Who's got the chainsaw? Uh, yeah. Right. No, the guy at the lake. Yes. Yeah. It's Jason Voorhees. I remembered. Wow. I never remember names. Maybe you should do movies with your students. That's not a bad idea. So today's sponsor is... The sound of chainsaws and motorbikes. Masks Actually, the ch- just um, two-stroke engines in general. If if you need noise, two-stroke engines are your way to go. Yeah, except uh, if you make movies, please stop using this sound of a two-stroke engine for every motorbike as the dubbing sound. <laughs> it's really distracting. Dis- Destructing. Right, and you can get a discount if you go to www.twostrokeengines.com. No, dot ringing. Tough Waffle is proudly brought to you by the Nonstop Wafflers, Troy and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or queries, you can email Tough at gmail.com or visit tufflewaffle.com.